The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Gives me great pleasure now to welcome to the show the Chief Medical Officer, uh, Breda Smith. Uh, Professor Smith, you're very, very welcome uh, to The Hard Shoulder, and thanks a million for taking the time to talk to us. Um, so we have this. Um, uh, a, a f- report, ra- rather survey uh, published today, the Healthy Ireland survey, and there's an awful lot in it and we'll get into some of the detail in just a moment but if I could ask you first of all in a general sense, looking at this report, how you would describe the nation's health? Thanks very much Kieran. i I'm delighted to be here today to talk to you about the Healthy Ireland survey um, overall, uh, Ireland has a very high rate of self-perceived health. So from that perspective, we are doing very well. We have one of the highest life expectancies in, uh, in Europe. Um, so all of those indicators are very positive. But there are many things within the reports that we still have to uh, be cognizant of and take stock of. Uh, for example, our, although we have made progress in the area of, of binge drinking, and it has reduced from 28% in 2018 to 22% in this particular report, there still is significant work to be done. We do have uh, a problem with uh, alcohol consumption in Ireland, um, and we have one of the highest consumption rates per capita. So we are trying to address this with, with a multi-pronged approach with healthy public policy, so with our Public Health Alcohol Act in 2018, with the introduction of minimum unit pricing, also with regulation of advertising, reduced product feasibility, regulation of sale and supply, and also with health labelling, we're trying to progress this, and we're actually uh, leaders in this regard, and the WHO have just launched their uh, framework for alcohol consumption and alcohol control um, in Ireland last week to support us in our, uh, mm. in our initiative with regards to health labelling and alcohol products. And, and on alcohol, given it's, it's uh, uh, admittedly still too high, but if it's trending in the right direction and the overall consumption rates, I mean, if they're trending in the right direction, and that's an if, you'd have to clarify that for me. I mean, is, is there an argument that, you know, we're, we're on the right track? We just keep tipping away with what we're doing. So we have to, uh, I think, exactly, we have to recognise that we are making progress. That's the first thing. And it is important to get that reassurance. And there is a lot of effort being put into this. Um, And lots of people are trying very hard. Um, And I think it's also important that we support people, particularly around the Christmas period, with regards to alcohol consumption and uh, and healthy alcohol consumption. Um, And anyone, if we we are aware of anyone in our social service, in our family um, who is having an issue with healthy alcohol consumption it's important to support them there are supports available and ask about alcohol.ie where there is advice and support for people who may be struggling with problem alcohol consumption so it is important to to recognize as you say the progress mm. that we have made but we have further progress to make to make as we as we know we have one of the highest rates of alcohol consumption per capita in the OECD region. And, and culturally I mean are we slow to recognise the problem of binge drinking as, as an issue for people? I, I would suspect and this is just completely anecdotal so you correct me if I'm wrong but I would suspect if somebody out there listening had somebody in mind that was drinking every night of the week a couple of drinks they might suspect they had a problem but if they had a friend or a neighbour who was in their 20s and they were going out and getting, you know, let's be honest, bladdered on a Friday night or a Saturday night, they probably suspect that's totally normal. Everyone does it. 
so that therein lies the problem you know what is normal and what do we consider normal as a society and as a population i think it is important that we recognize that uh, binge drinking is defined as uh, over six um, units of alcohol in any one setting so that is what's considered internationally as, a, as a, an episode of binge drinking and we do have a particular problem with binge drinking uh, in ireland um, it has been recognized and as a result, significant efforts have been put into trying to support and, and reduce this rate. And it is, it is reassuring to see that we have made progress from 28% to 22%, but there is a, lot, a long way to go. And I think we need to continue with our efforts and supports to try and support our population to reduce, um, reduce problem drinking and binge drinking within our society. Can I ask about one of the other elements then uh, or aspects of the survey today, the Healthy Ireland survey, uh, Professor Smith, and it's to do with suicide and a really shocking statistic. 10% of people under the age of 35 reported having attempted taking their own life at some point in their lives. I mean, when you do the maths, that is a staggering number. So I think that with regards to suicide and mental health, we always have to take it very seriously and have significant concern regarding it. I would, um, I would, uh, I would recommend to exercise caution with some of the statistics in this report. It is actually on a small sample size, but according to the OCD Health at a Glance Europe 22, which is a report that was just launched today, it has uh, outlined that the rates of suicidal ideation have increased significantly amongst all Europeans. Mm. Um, and but there is a reassuring element with regards to a report that was uh, published by the Department of Health last week: Health in Ireland Key Trends. And this reported a 13% reduction in mortality from suicide from 2019 to 2020. So we have improved with regards to the number of deaths from suicide within our population. Um, but it is important that every death is a tragedy and we need yeah. to continue to try and support our population. We have also within um, what is been from an evidence base and talking with colleagues, one of the key predictors of suicide is financial, uh, financial troubles. And because of the financial supports during the pandemic, it is reported to possibly have uh, has assisted in our, our, I suppose, our lower rate than some of our, yeah. European, okay. our European neighbors. So just, so just, just to, because that, again, that figure of 10% of under 35s, I mean, that would suggest that there's a quarter of a million people under that age who've attempted taking their own life. You're suggesting maybe put a little asterisk beside that figure. Yes, because actually I, that is, uh, so 6% of the suicide module respondents, which was 260 people, they reported that they had attempted to take their own life at some point. But of those responding within that module, so it's of the 26, 10% of people who were aged under 35 reported. So we're talking about smaller numbers. Okay. I wouldn't reduce the, uh, I suppose, concern. with. No, no, and I don't want to be dismissive of it, but I just, I, I think for a lot of people when they see that figure, it, it, it's kind of glaring when you project it onto the, the national population. So it's interesting to get that um, 
um, uh, that, that that clarity and that uh, clarification. Uh, can I just ask about I something? Just, yeah, just just one other point with regards to that, Kieran. Mental health really is such an important factor. Yeah, particularly once again coming up to the Christmas period, and not everybody um, has is looking forward to Christmas. So I think it's really important that we reach out to our friends, or neighbours, or family members that may be struggling with Christmas and the Christmas festivities to ensure that they are supported in as much as is possible during this during these festivities so that we can all stay safe over Christmas. Well, talking about staying safe uh, over Christmas, I know that you uh, and your colleagues are strongly encouraging people as well who are eligible to take up the flu vaccine. Absolutely. Um, So currently we have seen an uptick in the number of flu cases that have been reported. So in week 47, which was the last week reported, there were 223 cases, which had been an increase of 16%. And we had also seen an increase of 5% in hospitalizations. Now, currently, I would like to thank all the over 65s that have come forward and all the people that have come forward for their flu vaccine. We We have reached an uptick rate of 70, almost 70% in the over 65s, but it is lower than the target of 75 that we're hoping to achieve. So if anyone has not yet received their uh, flu vaccine, I would strongly urge them to get it um, because it takes at least two weeks for us to take maximum effect. In addition, it is also I'm also concerned about the uptake among children. Um, the uptake in Ireland is less than 10%. We know we are just, we hope we are just coming out of a very significant RSV wave of infection in our childhood population and um, but it is uh, it is possible that with the flu we know from the southern hemisphere in Australia 60% of the hospitalizations during their flu season were in children so I would strongly urge parents to consider the flu vaccine for their children it is a nasal vaccine so it is easy to take and it is available from their local pharmacies or GPs so to, so to, to at least consider it and help increase uh, the protection over the Christmas period we know there is going to be and we're all looking forward to a lot of intergenerational mixing and yeah. meeting up families and friends. So it's important that we all try and stay safe and uh, have no illness during that period. Also, if you are unfortunate to develop symptoms uh, and develop and develop a respiratory symptoms, because there are a lot of lot of viruses circulating. We have flu, we have COVID, and we have RSV. If you are sick, the best thing you can do for your family is to stay home if yeah. you have symptoms. And, and those. Sorry, but those those COVID numbers will go up a bit as you'd expect with all with all of the mixing. But you're confident the impact, and it will have an impact on hospitals. But the impact will be manageable this Christmas. Uh, I, I, I'd be reluctant to give a confident uh, prediction on anything. As we know with the pandemic, um, it is very unpredictable. But what I will say is that our vaccines are working and uh, we have had a significant uptake on our vaccination booster programme for this winter. But I would also urge anyone who hasn't already got their booster, their COVID booster, to uh, to increase their protection for the Christmas period. Um, it is very effective and it has significantly protected our healthcare system and reduced the number of severe uh, illnesses, hospitalizations and death as a result of COVID. So once again, if you haven't had your flu vaccine or your COVID booster, you have a window of opportunity before Christmas now to increase your protection, protect yourself, your family, your loved ones and have a good Christmas.
Professor Breda Smith, Chief Medical Officer. Uh, Professor Smith, thanks a million for joining us here on The Hard Shoulder. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.